Welcome to Exiles, a Gospel of Mark podcast. We're coming to you from Grace Church in Erie, Pennsylvania, where we're taking what we learn about ancient truths and the person of Jesus into our everyday life. You can check out whoisgrace.com forward slash Mark for the sermon and resources that we are using for our conversation. Thanks for joining us today. Um, coming to you with a little bit of a sick voice. I apologize if it's uh, annoying, but you know, it is what it is. It's fall in Erie, Pennsylvania. So I'm just the first domino to fall on this panel. Um, all right. <laughs> so intros today. My name's Danielle. Um, we're talking about our favorite fall things. My favorite fall thing is just the idea of like coziness. Yes. It's like blanket. Oh, you got you had a voice thing going on too, girl. <laughs> okay. Four, four males on the panel today. Um, yeah. So like, uh, you know, I don't do it a ton, but like couch, blanket. Tea mm-hmm. kind of moments hit different in the fall for yep. me. Yep, that's my thing. So is it the idea of coziness if you don't do it a lot? Yeah, but I Just do it, you but can not. Can do it. I would love to do it every day. Yes, gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, like I, yeah, I guess I kind of like crave those in the fall more than other times. Just feels right. Plus, you're not getting right. sweaty under your blanket. Now you're like, yeah, oh, it's just, just like, right. Oh, everything's perfect. Yep. Oh, so Interesting. Good. Anyway, snacks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Snacks. <laughs> is that restricted is that to fall for fall? you? <laughs> Apples. I feel like you always have snacks. <laughs> I do. I always have snacks. You are a snack person, Sarah. I love. Oh, you like? Yeah. yeah well, why don't we just keep in the intros? <laughs> Hi, Sarah McCosco. Favorite fall thing? Um, fires. Oh yeah, good. Like one. my fireplace is back on. Mm. It goes with the coziness. It totally does. Gas I or actually, wood? Yeah. What? Gas or wood? Gas. I'm not dealing with. Oh. I'm not dealing you with the mess. It on already? I'll do outside fires. Fine. But like my inside one, no, no. Ben has wanted to convert it so many times. I'm like, absolutely not. You just not I don't want to deal with the mess, uh, the smoke. That's so beautiful. I know it's I know it is, and it's a whole thing. And I relate to your coziness. I actually named my house Huga, which is the Dutch word for cozy, wow. comforting, whatever. That's because so special. That's the vibe that I get when I'm in my house. That's the vibe I want people to feel. So I feel that wow, very much. Like That's a, a real thing. For your home. It's beautiful. <laughs> but why did you choose the Dutch word out of curiosity? Um, it stumbled across me. No, it didn't. It stumbled, you stumbled across, across you. Or I you. stumbled across it. If yes. it stumbled across you, it's not very Huga. <laughs> and I loved it so much. Yeah, it's really pretty. And yeah, it just cool. stuck. I got like a welcome mat with it on there. Uh, it's gone now. I was going to say you should have it's mugs it's time. Yes. Yeah. I have a little book. And wow. Oh, wow. Different oh stuff gosh, that tells you all about layers. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Because I want you to feel cozy at my house. I love it. Maybe we'll do an episode and from comfort. there. <laughs> Fine. In the, in with the, the bleak dogs. midwinter. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. With a fire in the fireplace? <laughs> yeah. Bleak <laughs> midwinter. I'll put the dogs upstairs. It won't matter. blinders, but we're not talking about that. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of. Oh, it's okay. Uh, my name is Mike. I'm one of the pastors here at Grace. Um, let's see. My favorite fall thing, easily hunting. The time of year has come. I got the stuff out. I got the tree stands Uh-oh. up. Um, when a cold front comes in, I get all itchy and antsy. Oh my! What do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can't good. wait to. What in what animal in particular do you like to kill the most? Deer. Yeah. Oh my goodness! And the the trail cameras start kicking to life, oh, and I'm okay. seeing all these things, and I start daydreaming, and oh, I cannot. Nothing is more recharging than being in the woods by myself. Where sure. little people aren't yelling at me. Crazy. I oh cannot wait. So mm. about trail cameras, real quick, just an aside. Oh. Do you have your own trail cameras that are set up somewhere year round? Uh, or are you not, like 
not year round. Log into, but I'll go like set them up in the oh, summertime like wherever you and want. keep people them through just season. Do this? Like in anybody's yard, or what are you doing? Uh, well, definitely in the woods. I know, and, but oh, where in? Yeah. Uh, so actually, so Pastor it's, Jim oh. has about ten acres and a couple big bucks on his property, and he doesn't like them eating his garden, and so I'm doing him a favor here. Oh, so you have a project this he year? He has like everything. He has like a pickleball court. Everyone goes hunting oh. there. Like he does. Like and I got some other piece of land. Pastor right. Jim, we know you're listening. It's a Invite whole us over, thing. <laughs> but not for pickleball. Podcast. We'll do the podcast. So, so hunting. Oh. Fair. All right. Oh. Stephen. All right. My name is Stephen. Did we even say names today? I don't think I we did. said names. Yeah. But Danielle did. But I think <laughs> yeah, the other two. Did. did you? Yeah, did? I said okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. <gasps> well, I'm Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite thing is probably cattle carn. Whoa, oh, good one from Port Farms. Oh, Shout yeah, out. you were just there too. Like it's all delicious. when your parents uh, like were here, sponsor like the podcast. Big, big bag. And it Not you have to like haul bag. that thing around at Port Oh, Farms. It's, it's so huge. Good. It's is that so like one good. of your cheat things? It's just popcorn. Well, there's sugar yeah. in it, I guess. There's a lot of sugar. Lot. In it. Yeah, I forgot about that kettle <laughs> corn. Yeah. Like caramel and stuff in it. So good. It caramelizes, I think. Is that like what it is? So in Scotland you have sweet or salty. Right. Those oh, right. are the two options that you have. For popcorn for life. For life. For anything or but when I came to America, it was just like, you just had popcorn with butter. I mean, there was salt in it, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh. So kettle corn is actually just, we have that whenever you want in Scotland. Oh, okay. Because when you go to the movies, you get sweet or salty. No so way. you get kettle corn or salty. But you don't really put butter But it's not like it. a caramel corn. It's just like a sweet. Right. Like yeah, it's a sweeter. Yeah, so it's, it's probably like a hybrid. But Dang, that's yeah. cool. It seems like a fall thing to me. Yeah, me too. I think just because of walking, like the walking around. Scotland is fall, period, though. <laughs> that's well, that's true. true. Whitney, cold, you yeah. Get summer ever? Not often. Nope. Maybe like two weeks. Oh wow! They're a, hard, they're a hardy people. Wow, Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> it's reflected in their wine. Well. I would that. do well. Is it cloudy a lot or? Oh, very cloudy. Oh, see, I can't. I can't. I do that. So my parents were here. Yeah. Said the last like podcast. so much sun. <laughs> I took a picture of my uh, out on my back deck with the fire in my shorts. Oh. Just over the weekend. I'm like, look, Dad, still still on my shorts. Oh, my gosh. Like I hate you. <laughs> That's so funny. That's wow, that so has funny. to be like awesome for them to come here and be in that mm. all that sun. Fall is like perfection. Fall is the perfect. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Fall is, per- if I Paul is Paul, perfect. Paul, Paul, Paul. Fall Whoa. is perfection. If I, yeah, if I could live somewhere where it was fall all the time. You'll be so happy. But I get frustrated with Erie Fall because, like, tomorrow, like, this weekend will be, like, 75. But today it's, like, like come on. We got to go one way or the other. Well, you, like, you I'm pay starting a to get tax. frustrated. You pay, like, a two-week tax of, like, 80 degrees, 60 degrees, 80 degrees, 60 degrees. I love Erie. We got to actually talk about the sermon, I we guess. Don't. But Erie Fall Sorry. is perfection. I've lived all over the country. Yeah. Erie Fall it really makes it all hits. worth it. Yeah. Yes. The well, snow. When I was turning in to work today, so you may not have noticed this yet, but that Whispering Woods Mm-hmm. Is like it starting to turn? Yeah. Yep. It's like one of the most beautiful places I'll look. in Erie. Mm. I'll look when it's I go so, by Yeah, it's already like yellowing, which Ooh. is like... Yeah. So speaking of fall, okay. sin, Ugh. sermon. There you go, guys. <laughs> Good job. Segway. It's a pastor yeah. segue right there. <laughs> all right, so... Proud of you. We're here all day. To the, yeah, you're doing great. So today we're talking about... Um, Mar- we're starting Mark 2. So um, this is the story um, where the friends... Uh, lowered their paralytic friend into the house so Jesus could heal them um, because it was so crowded. And um, I wanted to start just by saying or talking through kind of the way Sarah, Pastor Sarah, approached the sermon. She started it a little different, like with 
the curious observer kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and just thoughts about that in general, like as we read through the Gospels, what's, what are the positives and negatives of approaching Scripture that way? I mean, I would just say that both Scott and Sarah the last two oh, weeks, yeah, yeah, they like, they, they brought the dramatic yeah. uh, approach to it. They pulled you in with the, the yeah, storyline. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they sure did. I love the, uh, the, the second person story, if you will, like first person pretend you're the person, yeah. the, the main character got it, but there's something cool about trying to read yourself into it, mm-hmm. not as the main character, but as an observer, one who's kind of seeing and participating to an extent. Yeah. What a cool way to just like bring it home, make it real, because yeah. this is real. Mm-hmm. I like that, yeah. that approach. Yeah, I do too. I think it makes it real and it doesn't it doesn't mean you have to add, you're not adding necessarily i mean i know it can go that way where you can get kind of like twisted up in it and you can add things that maybe didn't happen or whatever but if you stick to just yeah like the way you would read mm-hmm. a book like yeah you know just oh yeah i agree with that i think yeah. there's a there is a danger that mm-hmm. we need to be aware of like just to be yeah. careful we need to tread lightly yeah not adding too much to the story but i think that there is also a benefit to appreciating the um, the obvious emotions mm-hmm. that, that would yeah. be present and those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think, you know, narrative lends itself to that. Oh, totally. And, and it, it is it is worth our while to consider what is actually happening 100%. in the story. Mm-hmm. So Sarah uh, starts by telling us in the story, um, one thing that the story reveals is who Jesus is. Who is Jesus to us? Um, and so I just want to start there. When you read this story and you see what happened, what does this reveal to you about who Jesus is? I think it's super fascinating. So in the story, right, uh, Jesus forgives sins, the, the sins of the paralytic. And then when people start getting all uppity about it, what's easier? All right, get, you know, yeah. grab your mat and walk out. And I think, and Sarah pulled it out a little bit, that Jesus, he solved the deeper problem, yeah. the real yeah. problem first mm-hmm. and then as an outward sign of that to everybody watching also healed the the surface problem the fact that the guy couldn't walk and i think it's mm-hmm. there's uh i think we can identify with either the paralytic or the paralytic's friends walking sure. up to jesus looking for well then heal me in x y and z and we often even if we cognitively know we often i think forget that no no there's a deeper problem yeah. that needs mm-hmm. healing mm-hmm. yep Jesus is going to heal that. That's actually best case. The surface stuff is temporary. Yeah. 50, 60, 70, 80 years, but yeah. like that deep, eternal state of our soul, if he's, that's the best case. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that reveals Jesus, as Sarah said, Jesus heals the the most important yeah. piece of us that needs healing. And then he, he also brings healing in this life. Mm-hmm. As he wills. Because ultimately he knows you better than you'll ever know yourself. So he ultimately knows what you need. Yeah. before you even know what you need. So you think, okay, I'm coming to you. I need this, or I want this, or I would love this healed, et cetera. You only see it so far, but he sees it. Mm-hmm. Like we only see the trees. He sees the whole forest, if you will. Right, totally. So, so I think what's interesting about the story as well, I'm gonna, I, I agree with everything that you said, but I, I want to yeah. take it a step further. Because I, I think that the narrative is not actually necessarily about the man. Yeah. As Mark tells the story, uh, uh, yeah, I know and, it, and it's more about the Pharisees that are watching. Oh, okay, mm. yes. Okay. Um, because yeah. oh. for Jesus to say that your sins are forgiven was a gigantic, 
gigantic mm-hmm. statement. Right, totally. Gigantic yeah. statement. So even even as far as to say that Israel's been waiting on a Messiah, mm-hmm. not even the Messiah would forgive sins. Right. Right? And so he he's not just saying, I'm Messiah. Um, it's not, it's a de- declarative yeah, statement yeah. in that sense. But he's saying, I am God. I'm God. Yeah. I can forgive right? sins. Yeah. Because I have the authority to do this. And mm-hmm. we, we don't have like a, a, a big dialogue with the paralytic guy. We have we have Jesus going. Yeah, <laughs> your yeah. sins are forgiven. Get up and walk. Yeah, right. Um, and, and it's then, about yeah. the people who are right. looking in. Mm-hmm. And so this this would have been a gigantic. So Jesus is, is saying, "I have the authority to forgive sins." To your point, mm-hmm. Mike, before I'm going to physically heal you, because there's something greater that's happening. Mm-hmm. The story is less about the paralytic and his physical ailments, and it's more about the house that is jam-packed with people, mm-hmm. specifically the scribes and the Pharisees, who would have and did respond to Jesus incredibly negatively because oh, here's this man claiming mm-hmm. to be God. Well, and so. even the first way he, he called them out, I think, was reinforcing that, just to say, like, because he's telling Mark's telling us, like, oh, they were thinking this, and then he said that. Well, we don't... He doesn't know they were thinking it. He knows they were thinking it because of what Jesus said. Oh, so yeah, he was. Okay. It was like a double down of like, I know this guy's heart forgiven. Stand up and walk. I know what you're thinking, and I'm going to tell you this. Mm-hmm. And like, what? It's just this like cataclysmic moment of. I think Sarah even said this. Maybe or I'm making it up. Don't let me like make anything up. <laughs> but like, this is like a series of the opposition rising, where the opposition starts to come into the story. Yeah. yeah. And so we're going to see that over the next few things. Um, I think it's a clear picture of Jesus ushering in the kingdom. Exactly. It feels very physical. Yeah. Like he knows exactly. I mean, he didn't set up the situation. Right. But the situation is presented with him and he's like, okay. Yeah. Here's the next iteration. Here's Mm -hmm. the next step. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to establish my kingdom here on earth Mm -hmm. and I'm going to let people know who I am. Yeah. And I'm going to do it in a way that frees too um, because Mm -hmm. that's, that's ultimately his mission. We've been doing a lot of talk in different circles lately about how... Jesus was so, sometimes it can be a negative word, but Jesus was so savvy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is, it's a good moment. Whoa, this is like a perfect glimpse of that, just watching him navigate all the different things that are happening in that little house. Um, oh, and all the chaos bigger. and yeah. amongst it all, he is still like yeah. just beautifully handling everything going on around him yes. and reading hearts. Mm-hmm. Totally. And now I get well, like you know, just going ahead and just throwing them. And not reading myself in the story, but I guess if I'm a good Jew sitting there, mm-hmm. I think my first reaction would also be like blasphemer. Absolutely. Like, who yeah. Who are you to? Um, which again shows why Jesus went under, you know, solved the real problem, but then he did the healing as a show of this is the authority by which I do. So, and it's interesting because even at the end, you don't get kind of a, I don't think you did, I tried to read ahead real quick, but you don't get some sort of, and then the Pharisees huffed and puffed and went away and planned out a, because this is so early in his ministry, I guess I don't blame the Pharisees, I guess in this small condensed instance for going, wow, that's, you know, that's wrong, because I think at first glance, quote unquote, that would be, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uncouth. However, as he continues to do miracles and continues to demonstrate that he is ushering in the new kingdom and we get further in the narrative, now when they, they, they don't see it, they don't recognize who he is and they begin to plot against him. And then it becomes a power grab. And mm-hmm. a, then, yeah. Yeah. then it becomes to get piled up against yeah. them. And so that's just, that, Stephen, just made me think of, if I was sitting there, I think I'd be like, who the heck is this yeah. guy? Which yeah. is the point. Yeah. 
Uh, so that that's another thing Sarah says this story does. It reveals something about ourselves. Yeah. So she gave like those three um, mm. choices. Uh, we see curiosity, we see skepticism, and we see faith. Um, and I loved what she said. I'm just going to read it. She said, curiosity is like candy, thrilling in the moment, but the thrill fades. Skepticism is like a drug. You're never truly satisfied no matter how much you see. You just cannot believe. And faith is like a green smoothie. Not flashy or fun. Sometimes the hardest thing to swallow. But you can be <laughs> confident it's at work in you to bring out the best through you. Um, so if we're honest with ourselves, I think we all have like little parts of all of this. Yep. But like what's your like go to? What's your camp when you're approaching really anything in life? It doesn't have to be just about scripture. But like are you curious are you a skeptic or are you so faith? my my brain sorry just jump right in yeah, there yeah, finish, no, but, um so i i immediately think about my journey as a believer mm -hmm. and i think i started off so curious mm -hmm. and i became a pastor and for better or for worse i became a skeptic um so 10 years as a lead pastor you deal with a lot of different types of people um, who claim to speak authoritatively about a particular yeah. situation. And um, it doesn't necessarily <gasps> serve me well to just affirm everything that those mm -hmm. people are going to say. So I found myself taking a more reserved uh, approach to responding to them. And I think what it bred in me was a skepticism. Yeah. Um, and so I, I identify with the skeptic more than I, I ever did. My, my, friend Mike and I we text back and forth from time to time you're like remember that time when you were naive enough to believe that God could do anything oh wow like oh, wow. in your early 20s yeah. like you were just curious you were just like excited <laughs> that yeah. it's mm -hmm. possible now I I struggle to find that posture mm -hmm. again because mm -hmm. it's so clouded by skepticism sure. and I don't know how to oh. I don't know I don't know how faith intersects um, between curiosity and skepticism from time to time. But it that's feels like, But it feels like, you, even just saying that, like, I don't think Sarah was saying this necessarily, but it feels like faith is the, like, pendulum between those yeah, two like, things you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, curiosity and skepticism, and faith is the thing that's like, Whoa! I love that. Kind of between. I think the, these are seasonal, and I'm skept yeah. skeptic Ooh, yeah. all the way. The like, that's my initial posture is skepticism, yeah. and that's... Which is interesting, because I don't see that in you. Well, and so as an outsider, I think I was skept skeptical. Is, skepticism is my initial posture, but I, I so that's why I say seasonal because I'm just in a uh, a season where I think I am. There's faith that I now, you know, I've always had faith. I've been a sure. Christian for like ten years, but there's like an element to my faith in this season right now that far outshines what I've had in previous seasons. Um, and and I, some people are gifted in faith. Mm -hmm but they go through maybe the skeptical yeah, or the, sure. uh, so I just yes. think there's a push and a, there's no life cycle, but I am completely skeptical and I will still, actually it's funny. I'm probably more skeptical of people than I am of scripture. If that makes sense. No, that does. I mean, I, I'm yeah, more curious when it comes to scripture. Mm -hmm. If it's a person, you got to kind of convince me. And maybe that's like a character thing than a, I don't know. Maybe that was a little bit of a rabbit it's, hole, no, but skept, like skepticism. Skepticism. I absolutely agree with the seasonal. I agree with that very much. Thank you for saying that. Oh, what are you, Sarah? <laughs> the end. You're welcome. <laughs> the end. Um, Where do you? Where's your camp? Where do you camp? I don't know. Okay. Uh, You're a nomad. I'm just, <laughs> just wandering. Wherever I'm at, wherever <laughs> I get dropped. Um, I I think I agree with the seasonal thing. Yeah. I will say the the thing that keeps coming to my mind though is um, the skeptic. <laughs> Skepti Someone skepticism. Say it for me. Thank skepticism. you. you I also can't say the word 
compartmentalize? Just ask oh, the Scottish person. Can't do that. Whatever you need. <laughs> I, right. I, I got it all. <laughs> I have my list of words. Anyway, um, I have found that some of the best conversations that I've had with Jesus himself is when I'm a skeptic. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, hi, I feel this good. way. Like, I, you know what I mean? Or I, you know, I'm feeling this way about it and like walking through it. So I feel like if you approach it and realize it's happening to you and you take it to Jesus, it, I feel like it develops into faith. Oh, yeah, cool. If I'm making sense. Yeah. The, the right way, and I 100% agree, the right way, if you have skepticism, that's normal. That's mm-hmm. if, you, if you're asking, I tell people if they're like questioning and doubting. Like, doubting, yes. That's health. That, yes. That's healthy. Articulate that to God, to others. Yes. Like pull the thread on that because when you just sit and stew on it, that's, that's when it can go any number of badly. places. But when you articulate it, you let people speak into it. You let yes. that's that's a healthy place to be. Talk and I would about say, your doubts. Yes. For those who aren't Christians, do it. Be curious. Like ask those questions. Yeah. For those who are Christians in seasons of doubting or skepticism, same thing. Ask the questions, engage in the conversation, pray about it. It's healthy, it's good, mm. it's okay. I'm thinking of the cuff here. That's right. This is going to be out of left field a little bit, but um, is skepticism and doubt, are they the same thing or are they different? I feel they go hand in hand, but I could be wrong. That's a good question. Because I'm just I'm thinking about the people in the story. Mm-hmm. Like the posture of the heart of the scribes was more skeptical, i.e. it was more closed off. Mm. The one who doubts, there's still a willingness. Yeah. I mean, it might be semantics, but... It might be. No, Someone write that down. But they're, also, adjacent. Yeah, they're adjacent they're, to each other. Yeah, they're friends. Yeah. Similar, they can functionally they present similarly, but agreed that maybe heart posture is different. Yeah. But I think for the most part, I would probably prescribe the same thing. Ask away, engage. Yeah. You know, pull the thread on it. Yeah. I think the danger is probably going from skepticism to cynicism, mm-hmm. which is my camp if I had to pick one. <laughs> uh, not really, but sometimes. But I think that's where the people thing gets twisted because you can be like disappointed and hurt and, you know, whatever by people so much <laughs> that it can, it can, that can capture your heart and you can be very cynical about mm. situations or people. You don't have to be cynical about God. I'm not saying you can't, but I think sometimes that can become a lens for me where I'm just like, oh, of course. Like, of course that person. The way Jesus <laughs> has been represented by people that have hurt you sure. have has built up oh, a natural oh. and understandable cynicism sure. when it comes to God or aspects of God or the church. or yeah. mm-hmm. I think that's when God can intervene. I mean, I think yeah. that's when you have to kind of take it back to it being between the two of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what I think is interesting with this story is that Jesus is presenting himself. Yeah, that's true. Not through the lens of, you know, pe- people's interpretation of right, him. Right, right. And yet the heart of the scribes and the Pharisees mm. is skeptical. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like very intentional of Jesus to present himself in that way because it was it was so yeah. disorienting. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? That's, yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah. Right? Disorienting. Um, just pronunciation class. It's, That's yeah. Exiles. Welcome. That'll be season two. <laughs> we'll make a list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, it, but it was very intentional in order to disorient. <laughs> I can't do oh, it. Oh, man. Discombobulate? Oh, Discombob- Dis- whatever, yeah. Disorient. To shock the scribes and the Pharisees. Yeah, take it to a one-syllable word. <laughs> yeah, right. And I will say uh, one more, and I know I've been going off on this one, but... Uh, 
again, my heart posture naturally is skeptical. I guess something I had to realize as I was like chewing on my faith and making my own was I'm not going to get a sufficient answer to every question. No. And that's just, that's not how it's going to be on this side of eternity. And there's, there's a, there's an aspect, and that's not a cop out either for anybody who. That's super helpful though. It, it is. It's, it's so helpful. I just, it, there's a humility and an acceptance that I'm not going to get every sufficient answer. And that's, well, that's where faith kind of starts mm-hmm. to step in. Exactly. And that's okay. Yeah. And even, even so often you hear the diff, you hear the weight between Christianity and science. I don't know why that ever happened. It happened and we're there. So it's science versus Christianity, blah, 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 blah. They both have equal measures of faith that you have to have <laughs> um, to make certain leaps in science just as you do in, yeah. in faith. And, and we see, we've seen, believe what you want to believe about anything that's happened recently in our medical community, but you see science, quote unquote, evolving it's learning. Things are learning. People are changing their opinions and learning new information. Da, da, da. And I think it just makes me laugh a little bit because we hear so often that it's like, oh, this stuff has to be rooted in like fact mm-hmm. and science. You need to be able to prove it. But the, but it's an ever learning community. Right. Yeah. And that's like accepted. It's like totally cool. Understand. It's just yeah. interesting. Mm. Yeah. The, like, yeah, the posture in the community is learning. Mm-hmm. But we, we, it gets used as this weapon of certainty against faith. It's just interesting. So I remember preaching through Romans um, a couple of years ago, and I had a guy who came to my church, um, and he came out of a response of his wife dying of cancer. She, mm. ended, she ended up passing away, mm. um, and I was so captivated by their story. He just loved her so much, um, and it, it was it was so tragic. But I, I it, so I have a point to my story. Mm-hmm. It's kind of yeah. what, what you were saying, Mike, um, that sometimes we just we're not going to know the answer. Yeah. And I remember preaching through Romans, and I think we were in Romans 7 and 8 um, at the time I was preaching. And it felt like a word for him, honestly. That's cool. Um, But I remember preaching it and then following up with him afterwards, like, hey, I really felt like this was for you. But it was this, like, we ask why of God so many Mm -hmm. times, like so often. Like, that's that's the prevailing question that we ask. Why, 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 why? Why is this happening? What's going on? Yeah. And instead of the posture of why... It's it's better for us to just simply ask, what do you want me to do with this? What, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what? So instead of the why, we're asking the what. Yes. And I just think that changes our approach, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, rather than, God, I need an answer, perhaps. Yeah. But what this is my reality. What, what do, do you, you want? What do you want me to learn from it? What do you yeah. want me to do yeah. with mm-hmm. this current mm-hmm. situation? What In, do you want me to see? And it was yeah. it was beautiful. It was actually wonderful to watch him come to Christ and actually watch his wife wow. come to Christ before she passed away. Wow. Um, and, right. and it was just like this change of, mm. you know, chasing after the why mm-hmm. and focusing rather on the what. So I don't think I've talked about it on here if I have stopped me. But I, so I recently had this really bad health scare. I basically have I, I should have died. Um, so I had this okay. embolism that like can choke off your heart from your lungs. And I remember this is just making me think of this. Sorry. I remember <clears throat> being, I was, I ended up being alone a lot mm. just because of circumstance. Like we didn't think we thought it was going to be like a cold and I was going to yeah. get a shot and all this, you know? So Dave was with Dax, like all these things. I was just alone, 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 alone. And, um, there were so many moments where I could see in the moment so many times it's retrospective for me, but I was just gifted, I think with this time to be able to see 
and talk to God about what is going on. Not what is going on physically in my body, but like I'm alive. Literally as of five minutes ago, I was walking to a test. I shouldn't have been walking. Like all these crazy things that were just like, so when people talk about like breath in your lungs and God holding things together or whatever, it was like, I literally was like confronted with that in the moment of just like, I think you're literally holding everything in my body together right now. Yeah. Why? Like, what do you want to say to me? Mm -hmm. And this, it's been evolving and I'm learning more and more and more. But that for me was a very tangible experience that's, I'm just trying to relate to what you're saying like that. If we can get to the place of what are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to show me? Potentially, whether you're healed or not healed or you never have your questions answered or whatever, you can come out of it at least, at the very least, stronger, more strongly connected Mm -hmm. to him, but also just more like assurance, I guess, would be the word I would use. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I don't know. That was just a recent thing for me where I experienced that. Well, I I mean, Hebrews 11.1, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And I think Sarah said it multiple times Mm -hmm. in the sermon, that's whether you're skeptical with questions about that you want answered about how does the earth and, you know, whatever, all that evolution and all that crap, or if you're, like, really into, like, why am I going through this? Yeah. At some point, I mean, at some point you're going to run out of answers and faith is going to pick up. Right. And it's, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to say to someone in it in the moment. It's hard to say to someone who's, like, looking forward to it. Or it's one of those things I think you just get a retrospective on and, like, there's an appreciation mm-hmm. that, Wow. God yeah. was like there for me and changed and I don't know. I think that's why community, that's why the mm-hmm. word, that's why you build up those all the different ways the spirit can speak to you and lift you up and encourage you and support you. You build those up so when you're going through those moments, mm-hmm. all those avenues for God yeah. Yeah. to just kind of come alongside you are there ahead of time. Yeah. Like is it true that if you have all the answers then your life has an absence of awe? That would make sense to me. Um, Because there's not an awe and wonder, right? If you have all of the answers. And I think one of the points of our life is to be in awe of the God who made us. You know, if if we could see over him, see around him, see under him, hold him in our hands, Mm -hmm. and we'd be as well worshiping ourselves. Right, yeah. And and that's, I think, the distinction we talked about a couple of weeks ago, that's the distinction between Christianity and some of these other world religions who who have a tangible God, but we have a God who is... (laughs) Uh, he has enough audacity to go. You're not going to know the answer mm-hmm. to this. Yeah, right. Um, it's best that I know. And it's yeah, it's it's best that I know. And my heart posture for you is that you just have awe mm. and trust in who I am, and you can rest in that because you don't need to have all the answers. Yeah. You can lean on me. That's yeah. good. I don't. I don't want a God who I can understand because boy, that is not a God any of you want to worship. I promise you. Yeah, like, that's a good point. Oh. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a really good point. Wow. Uh, so good. Sarah, she she went through this real quick, but I think this is a very practical thing that we can all do and those listening can do. She talked about um, the phrase, find your chair, which we've talked about mm-hmm. a lot. And basically that's the idea that you have a specific, maybe time, but place that you go, a specific thing that you're reading and time to meditate and pray. And the point is, to do this work with mm-hmm. God, connect with God, whether it's through skepticism and doubt or curiosity or just faith that you're interacting with God. So I wanted to ask you guys, do you have 
This is not, this is not a legalistic question. <laughs> Do you have like a chair? Do you have a place that you go to connect with God on a regular basis? Does that work for you? Yeah. And how? <clears throat> yes. Walk it um, I actually bit. just started the book, Two Chairs. Oh Mike, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, Mike and Steven got to um, briefly hear about that last week. But um, I started the book, Two Chairs. It was actually brought to me um, by Diane and Janine because of the way that I talk with Jesus. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. Oh, no. Um, it has been, it has, I've only done one <sighs> so far. Um, I mean, I'm always one like. One what? Like two chairs where so you like you. Yeah, it's a practice. That. It is. Like you look at it from the point of view as if you were having a conversation with a human being, what do you do? You sit down with each other or you stand face to face. And so they bring oh, the concept okay. in of bring in another chair or sit oh. in a space like as if you were with a another person and not act like he's there, he's there, but just bring your mind to a different space. Like, so you're sitting down. So for me, I like my dining room table. So I sat, I sit at my dining room table and I look across as if somebody was there Mm -hmm. and (laughs) you see what happens. Okay. It's completely unhinged. So um, I did come unhinged. Oh, no, okay. I did. I spiraled out of control. Yes. In we a saw great a little way. bit of that last week. Okay. Huh? We yes. saw a little bit of that. Yes. We saw, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but I appreciated it because with Grace, we've been doing find your chair. Yeah. And so I'm, I was able to morph them both together. Yeah. You've found, and so. You really found another chair. Yeah. I just found another chair. Yeah. I yeah, yeah, just brought in two chairs. So. Great book. And so I've never heard of this book before, but it's a book that is explaining the practice, essentially? Yes. Okay. It was, gotcha. a, it was about a guy, Bob Udine. I think that's how you say his last name. His mother did it. And she brought it to his attention as he got older, and he started to do it. And it's just exploded and within like his friends and his family and people he's met along the way and through his job and different things like that. And he wrote a book about it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a little like devotional book hmm. kind of thing. It's great. So I don't have a chair. I have a treadmill. Great, great, yeah, that, um, fine. That's good. And you sit uh, on it. <laughs> I sit crisscross applesauce <laughs> on my treadmill. <laughs> That's awesome. Also, I can't believe I just said crisscross applesauce. Way to multitask. Yeah. Run and. That's well, awesome. no, I'm not running. I'm walking. Oh, so like I'll, at a, yeah, at I'll walk 12. for ten, anywhere between ten and twenty minutes, yeah. depending on the length of the the devotional. Mm-hmm. Um, and our life group does the U version plan, mm-hmm. which is great, um, by the way. Which is uh, yeah, another another wink. Um, but it's been really helpful. Like so, you know, in the mornings I will do that and potentially something, you know, additional, but it's just a great, it's a great space. I don't, I don't do well sitting down mm-hmm. and doing nothing. I have to be like moving and feel like productive. I, I know I've already talked about <laughs> that's okay. confessed yeah, all my problems great. before. You got to know yourself. That's, but yeah. but it, that is, that is essentially my chair. Great. It's just a moving one. That's great. Uh, I have, and I think we talked a little bit about, or I think I talked a little bit about this last week, but sorry, this I wasn't is, here. I was sick. Well, you're, no, 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 no. We're well, just redoing the episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you've missed it. Um, but I don't think I've really gotten this chair time or quiet time or whatever vernacular you want to put on it. I don't think I've got it dialed into the last six months, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I've been a Christian for 10 years, so and I'm a pastor. Um, but it's, it, I mean, I get up before the sun because I got to mm-hmm. gotta beat my four and two-year-old up before the house becomes chaos. Yeah. Uh, and we talked about do, do a little bit of yoga, right? Wake up a little bit. 
but I won't go work out first. I'll spend time with God. Mm -hmm. And it's, it is, and even recently, I think the transition has been more from like study because I get enough of study in my nine to five, but more meditation. And I've been going through the Psalms and just that's wise intentionally not studying and trying to just sit with God and be present with him. I remember Derek saying one time, like, what's, what's the secret to how you can do all these things? And he's like, my, my chair time. Every single day, got to have it. And I remember like, oh, yeah, okay, that's a good answer. Me too, I guess. But in these last six months, just with the chaos going on in, in a variety of different places, no, I've actually found I really need that 20 minutes, and I don't, I don't look at the phone. And maybe that's a good call out. I do not yeah, look at my phone because I don't. the first thing going into my brain is Scripture, and it's sp- making space for the Holy Spirit. And that, boy, that sets a tone for my day that, Sounded cliche until I really started mm-hmm. to to get at it. Yeah, paper yeah. Bible, paper Bible, got to be paper Bible. Danielle, um, I had a shift when we were raising when Dax was an infant to because of just so maybe this will help some moms out there if you're feeling like nice talking about a chair time, no. <laughs> impossible. Chair time. Mommy, mommy, um, yeah. Mommy, mommy. So <laughs> uh, we had this rhythm in our house where I would sit in the rocking chair in Dax's room and then lay him down. And somewhere around like the three month, he was always a great sleeper, but somewhere around like the three month mark, he would like wake up, like maybe like 10 minutes after I laid him down, sit with him for, it was quick. It was like two minutes. Then I got in this habit of just sitting in the chair and I started with uh, headphones and just listening to the Bible recap um, podcast. And that got me in a rhythm of kind of opposite of what you're saying, Mike, just because of how life was. Mm -hmm. It was nighttime, quiet, kids sleeping time in this and now I'm finding myself I was just talking to Dave about it the other day like how old can a kid be and still have a rocking chair in his room because nah. it's still in there because I still use it and I'm gonna have to come up with another plan but uh yeah that became very special to me because it was just so just quiet and I had to be quiet yeah and I you know it was all mm. very like internal that's and cool cool so yeah which brings up a really important point that it's not necessarily in the morning. You it's not it. in a chair. It could be on a treadmill. It could be at yep. night when your kids are asleep. It's finding that moment yep. that you can. Didn't Scott talk about peace. that last week? Like, not a prescribed time, but mm-hmm. just a time. Just a time, or like something like. Don't that. beat yourself up if you know four days you go like in the morning and then you miss a day or and you have to do it at night. Like it doesn't matter. It's okay. Like yeah, it's yeah. Just spend time with them. It's and we've talked about this before on this on the show, but like this, all of this is a gift. The way that God develops us and sanctifies us through these times with him relationally is a gift from him also. So take it as that, not as something you have to, and he may be moving things differently for a reason. That's true too. And it, or let it organically happen. I feel like we landed on our like practical. We did like, who, who, who knew? Five minutes. If it's not your thing, just get five, start somewhere, just quiet everything. Talk to God. Yep. Yeah. The very, the simplest thing you can do is if you're if you're unfamiliar with like scripture at all, you could crack. You could use U version. You yep. could use the Bible recap. Mm-hmm. You can. I'm not saying this should be your fo- forever practice, but you can crack open the Bible and just read what's in front of you. Just yep. read it. Don't try to say like, oh, <laughs> this magic thing just happened to me. Just read it and think about it, um, and then pray like the and spend time with God. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really. Can we make it simpler? Maybe. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty, it's pretty simple. simple. It's pretty simple. Yeah, I mean, I, really practical. I would say either you start in the Psalms, 
There you go. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's, it's talking good. about people always say starting the Gospel of John. No, no, no. See, anybody, I always anybody think Romans. Was the word. The word was God. The word was with God. I think it's, like, it's Romans. Like, I love Romans a good Romans. Good. John okay. is yeah. like the amplified version of everything we need. I cannot. I mean, I love it. I love. I don't hear. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But I'm not picking John. Yeah. If I'm going to pick a gospel. So we're, I'm saying Psalms, or I'm 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 even saying like the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, okay. Like, pick yeah. a good narrative. Something yeah. that's going to tell Acts you a story. Yeah. Like it's going to take you on a journey, um, and just allow it to to speak to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you can even ask, if you want one question, what would be one question? Like, what, what is this passage telling me about Jesus? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah, what does this reveal to me about God's character? And our question, actually, our discipleship oh. question. Ooh, look guys, at that. Guys, we're just like, it's, it's as if I planned it. I uh, did not. Um, how does this picture of Jesus compel me to live differently? That's another way to say that. That's our discipleship question of the week. So challenge, chair time, figure it out. And ask yourself that question, bare minimum. How does this picture of Jesus compel me to live differently? Um, Okay, so reminder, you can go to whoisgrace.com forward slash Mark to get these resources that we're talking about and watch the sermon. Um, And also submit questions or stories to us. No one's done that. It's so sad. Yeah, I really want some questions, guys. I would too. I'm going to submit my own question. I'm like here for it. I should test the form. Uh, <laughs> Does it work? Does it work? <laughs> Who do you think yeah. you are? I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah do it. I want. All I want to. I want to do. I want to stump the panel. I'll keep a secret. It'll be fun. Okay. Yes. Even like, because I'm the. Go ahead. I want to be the the cynic, right? Yeah. Even the. <laughs> Even, yeah, even if you don't agree. Yeah, yep. totally. Like, oh, yes. you said this. Can you expound mm-hmm. on that? Or I don't agree with we that. Are here yeah. for, yes. That doesn't work for here me. For Whatever. That. Yes. Okay. This is awesome. Love doing it. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.